book. It's so small. And uh, does anyone know uh, the uh, book before Ecclesiastes? Anybody? Proverbs. Nice. What's the book after? Song of Solomon. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, the Song of Solomon. All right. Turn to Ecclesiastes. That's where we're going to be at this morning. Uh, let me take a quick poll here this morning um, by raise of hands. Uh, who would say that their favorite season is the winter season? Raise your hand if you're a winter person. No, that, I guess that's why you're in California, right? So <laughs> winter, okay? Uh, Oscar, is that you? Yeah, Oscar is him. All right. We got one for winter. Number two, who's a spring person? Who loves the season, spring season, right? Is it because it's your birthday, huh, Pops? Is your birthday in spring? No? It's awesome. My birthday's in spring. I like spring. Okay? So, next one. Fall. The season we're in now. All right, awesome. We got some people who love fall. Pumpkin spice latte, pumpkin pumpkin muffins, all that stuff from Starbucks. All right? And the last one, who likes summer? There we go. Hey, did anyone feel like the summer went by just too quickly? It almost kind of like merged Maybe if you don't go anywhere like I don't, so maybe if you don't go anywhere and you're just literally on the property, then pretty much it kind of merges together. So, But everybody, we all have our different seasons. We enjoy those types of seasons. Praise God for those seasons. I love those seasons of life. If we look at Ecclesiastes 3, we're going to, find, we're going to look at this book, and it's going to talk to us, show us some seasons, seasons of life that you and I will face and seasons of life that will inevitably be part of our life. Let's look at verse number one. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says this, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun, under the heaven. Verse two, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. Verse three, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. Everyone Time to dance. That's a good dance. Yep, here we go. Verse 5, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Verse 6, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. Verse 9, what profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he hath set the world in their hearts, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. So this morning, just with these uh, few short moments, we're going to talk about seasons, okay? Seasons. Let's take a moment and ask God to bless. Father, we thank you once again for this time, and I just pray that, Lord, you would speak to our hearts as we look at this passage of Scripture Uh, Lord, as we talk about seasons, seasons of life that we go through, that we will experience, and and God, I just pray that you would encourage our hearts, strengthen us in you, and Lord, I just pray, Lord, for anybody going through any hard seasons of life right now, that you would show them grace. And Father, we love you, thank you, praise in Jesus' name, amen. God created the four seasons, right? We just took a poll, we just talked about how we like fall, we like summer, we like winter, but he's also created seasons that directly pertain to our lives, okay? Uh, If you haven't noticed, life changes just like the seasons we enjoy. I remember being in seventh grade, and I thought to myself, in that season of life, in seventh grade, I thought I'd never get out of seventh grade ever. 
I thought to myself, oh, man, God, like, I, I got to go through school. I got still, like, four years left, to, uh, five years left of school or whatever, and I, and I don't think I'm ever going to get out of here. And then I got to college, and I thought to myself, man, I'm in college. Man, I'm never going to graduate. I'm working at this warehouse called Michael's Warehouse, and I'm just every day working, putting stuff into a box, into a box, sending it down. I thought I'd never get out of the warehouse of Michael's, right? I thought this season of my life is never going to end, and I'm never going to graduate, and I'm never going to come to a church and serve. Now, I thought to myself, I'm going to be single the rest of my life right? I'm going to be single. I'm never going to find that person. I might as well become Paul. I might as well just get into it. I might as well love it. It's going to be great. You know what I mean? I just might as well take in the reality. I'm never going to get to that place in my life where I marry somebody. That season of life is going to be there. See, all of those thoughts in in the moment seem so real, right? They seem so slow. They seem so long. But those things now have all passed, right? I'm no longer in seventh grade, hallelujah, and I'm not in college. I'm here serving at Redwood. And now in February, which you're all invited to, and I have to give you guys your invitations, okay? You're all invited to my wedding, all right? So I'm excited for that. Praise the Lord, right? I had a friend of mine actually call and said, I didn't know if it was ever going to happen, man. And I'm like, well, thanks. And he's like, I'm not trying to mean that to be mean, but it's like, uh, the time was clicking, man. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So that season of my life is gone. And in Ecclesiastes, right, the wise Solomon reminds us of the reality, whether we like it or not, that seasons will happen in our lives. See, the thing is, we're going to face some difficult seasons. We're going to probably face some busy seasons. We're going to face some easy seasons. We're going to face some painful seasons, some seasons of joy. We're going to experience some seasons of victory. But the thing is, is we're all going to experience a season of life if you're not already in one right now. We will transition from different seasons to the next. And so this morning, let's take a look at some truths that we find about seasons in this passage and, in, and, and some encouragement that we can take as we face the different seasons of life. So number one, if you're taking notes this morning about seasons, number one, the season, seasons of life are unpredictable. The seasons of life are unpredictable. See, seasons of life are not an if. The seasons of life are a when. And we don't know when they will come, but we can be certain that a season of life will happen. We don't know when the beginning of it might happen or the end of it. We don't know the, the, uh, the time frame of it. And, and, we, and some seasons may actually overlap each other. And as Solomon says in Ecclesiastes 1.1, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. So ultimately, what we can be assured of is, is that there is going to be seasons in our lives. Now, here's the, here's the cool thing, not really the cool thing, but what keeps us ultimately from knowing when a season will come or go is the inability to control time. The inability to control time, right? If seasons are unpredictable, we can never really time it. We can never really say, okay, this is going to happen in my life. This season of depression is going to come. This is the season of a toughness. This season of difficulty is going to come, and I know when it's coming. Seasons are unpredictable. You don't know when they're going to come. I don't know about you, if you've ever had this conversation with your friends, you've ever had the superhero conversation, superpower conversation, sat around, you're so bored, you're like, you know what, if we're a superhero, what kind of power would you choose, right? Well, I've had that conversation, and and one of the powers that I would really want is to control time. I'd be the superhero that can go 
uh, into the future, into the past. And I'd love to have that because then I could avoid a lot of bad things and then I can make everything so awesome and so great. I never have to, I would never have to have conflict in my life because I would already know if I go there into the future, if I do this, if I change this, there won't be any conflict. But the, but the fact of the matter is this, is that we don't have that ability. And we don't know when that time is going to come. We don't know when a season, we will enter into a season of life that may bring about pain or difficulty. And the control we do have, the control we do have, we actually still are bad at it because we often find ourselves still late for things, right? The control that we actually do have, the ability that we do have to control, we all, all usually find ourselves to be late to things. And some of us are very bad at time management. And yet, when we think about this, we are handicapped when it comes to time. Let's read again here the, the verses one, 1 through 8. Let's read these, these uh, 28 listings of time, which are broken up into 14 pairs of opposites. Let's read this again, right? Verse 2, a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. The thing is that we know that there's going to be a time for these things. We just don't know when that's going to happen, right? A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, and a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. When we read this, once again, we come to this realization that it's a matter of if and not a matter of when. And we cannot predict when these seasons enter our lives. We just know that they will. I think about Job. Whenever I think about these seasons, I think about Job. Right? You think about Job. And what a season of testing Job went through. A man that was perfect and upright and one that feared God and escheweth evil. You don't think this guy deserved the testing that he got. This guy had a great great, great reputation. And yet it says in Job 1, 2, and there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. Verse 3, his substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 oak of oxen and 500 she-asses and a very great household. So that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. Man, you think about Job's reputation, what Job had, the things that Job had to himself, the family that he had, right? Just a great family. And verse 4, and his sons went and feasted in their houses every one his day and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. Verse 5, and it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. Man, this guy was just a model guy. Father of the year probably right? Man, just think about that. In that last verse, he talked about how he took care of his children's hearts, how he would offer sacrifices for them, how he cared for them, how he prayed for them. And yet he was a guy who was, good, who was known for his financial wealth. He was just a great steward. He was a, a, a person who loved his family. And yet we read about Job and all of a sudden that life that he had was taken all away from him. Job couldn't predict that. Job wasn't ready for that. Job wasn't even counting on that. Job was just living his life, and yet God intervened. And in Job, he lost his family, his finances, and all the external things that added to his life. And Job could have never predicted it, and Job didn't know 
that that season was on its way. Let's look what happens. Job 1, 13 through 22. He goes from a life of prosperity now to a life of testing. And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house, and there came a messenger unto Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took them away, and yea, they have slain the servant with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. So Job's going about his day, then all of a sudden Job gets some bad news, all right? Some guy comes to him, one of his servants, and he tells him about the, 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 the tragedy that just happened, and, and verse 16, while he was yet speaking, the guy wasn't even done talking, there came another servant and said, the fire of God is fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And then it goes down the list more and more. And then another servant, another servant. And yet now Job's whole life is in ruin. Job's whole life is in ruin. He's in a new season of life. And yet he could never predict that coming. You know, this was Job's time. No longer to laugh. This was Job's time no longer to dance. This was Job's time to mourn. This was Job's time to weep. This was his time not to get. This was his time to lose. Now the handicap that we experience when it comes not knowing when these seasons of life come and go is actually a built-in grace of God. Because what it does is this. It reminds us that we need him. It reminds us that we cannot live self-sufficiently. It reminds us that we need him and brings us to a place of trust. Because the thing is, if we could be the ones who can ultimately predict time, if we could be the ones uh, who can tell when the seasons are coming, then any bad season that you experience in your life, you would never want to go through. You would never want to take in. You would never want to embrace you would run away from it, right? Because none of us likes pain. None of us likes conflict. None of us likes bumps in the road when it comes to the plans of our life. None of us likes that. So if we were to be the ones to control time, you and I would definitely run away, avoid the bad things that life would bring. The seasons, the difficult ones, we'd be the ones to do that. I'd be the first one to say, yep, I'm out of here. I ain't doing that. I'm not going through that season. See, the way God works is so countercultural. He says, pain is a grace. Pain is a grace. And yet we say, if you have some grace, please don't give me pain. In God's perspective, pain is a grace. But you and I, we run from pain because we're like, if you have grace, don't give me it. Don't give me pain. But God says, pain is a grace. See, I don't like seasons of hardship. and I don't like seasons of testing. I don't, I don't like any of those things. I like seasons of joy, peace. Okay, I like seasons of victory. I like seasons of fatness, right? I like seasons of abundance. But ultimately, I, I would be God if I can control that season, those seasons of life. But it is a grace for us as Christians to be limited by time so that we can draw closer independence and reliance upon our sovereign God. It is a grace that he chooses the seasons of life for us to live in because if we, choo- if we chose the seasons of life to live in, we'd probably find ourselves in a place of self-sufficiency. And with that in mind, here's the second thing we find when it comes to the seasons of life. Number one, seasons of life are unpredictable. Number two, seasons of life are purposeful. Are purposeful. 
Though we can't predict when they're going to come, we know that they are coming, but yet they come with purpose and they're not random. They come with purpose. Ecclesiastes 3.1, to everything there is a, re- a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Let's all be honest. We tend to believe seasons of life are random, especially if they're bad times, especially if we go from the Job state, right, where it's all great, 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 then all of a sudden, bad, 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 bad. We're like, God, what did you just do? It's random. What are you doing to me? And sometimes we're like, why are you, just, why are you doing this to me? And then we all of a sudden, we experience some wealth, some prosperity, and then all of a sudden we go down to a season of pain and testing. And we forget sometimes that God's doing things on his timeline. Do we ever forget? I, I forget that so much. I forget that God's doing stuff on his timeline. Like I have my own timeline, and, and all of you have your timeline as well. But sometimes we forget that he's actually doing things on his timeline and that he scheduled some things already in advance for us. But yet we begin to question it. See, Job's season of life came for, texting, uh, for testing of Job's faith and reliance in God. God allowed the season of pain to enter Job's life for the purpose of growing him. And you may be experiencing the same thing as Job did. You were just a couple of months, just loving life, then all of a sudden, you're in a terrible season right now of some pain and heartache. And you begin to ask questions like, what is happening? What did I do to deserve this? God, are you there? Why am I the only one going through this? And God, do you even love me? Now, some of these questions, they're not, they're not bad questions. They're not bad questions at all. But when we think about sometimes the, the motive or the sincereness behind these questions, sometimes these questions aren't spurred on because we're, we're sincerely saying, God, what's really going on? I just want to know your heart. Sometimes these questions can be spurred on by the enemy. The enemy begins to tell you, oh, God doesn't really love you that much. He's putting you through this time. You think God really loves you? You're the one, man, you come to church on Sunday, you're faithful. Man, you're doing everything. You're serving, you're reading, all of these things, and then the, the enemy will come and say, the reason, you know, here's some seasons in your life. And yet we'll begin to give in to that kind of talk. We'll, be, we'll begin to believe what the devil says or the enemy says when it comes to seasons of life. So you understand that in the seasons of life, we still have an enemy. So as you look at your seasons of life, be alert to the enemy's lies and deceptions as he tries to make this season look like an attack by God. See, we must be careful as well that when we face the seasons of life that we don't look at them with an idea of good people don't have bad seasons, right? And only bad people have seasons of life. See, the one way the enemy begins to mess with our minds is is that way, and then we as Christians accuse God because we are fed the wrong view of him. See, the seasons of life we will face, whether good or bad. And for those who live righteous and for those who don't, there is a purposeful design in these seasons. No matter where you're at on the spectrum, whether you're serving God or you're not serving God, you will face seasons in your life. And yet God wants to use these seasons of life either either to bring you back to him or to help you grow in him. So whether or not you are not living for the Lord, whether or not you've given your life, surrendered your life over to it, God will bring seasons in your life to bring you, bring you to him. God will bring you back to him. I think of Job. I mean, I think of Jonah, right? Jonah was somebody in which God was like, hey, man, I want you to do this work specifically. Go do it for me. And we're learning about Jonah in Sunday school for the teenagers. And yet Jonah did one thing. He was like, nope. And then he goes. And yet God comes after him. God comes after a rebel. And yet he sends a couple things to get him, right? He puts Job in this weird, uh, he puts Job in a fish. 
and keeps him there for three days. And yet God was doing that not to get at Jonah, but to get Jonah back to him. God wasn't doing that because he's like, I'm going to get you back because what you did to me, I'm going to get you back now. No, God did that because he loved Jonah and he wanted to show grace and he wanted to bring Jonah back to himself. And so if you're a rebel and you're running away from God, God will send seasons in your life to bring you back to himself. But if you're not, if you're somebody uh, living for the Lord and you're, and you're going head on with uh, being, uh, living by faith and, and, and doing what God wants you to do, then God's going to put you into a season because he wants to help you grow, because he wants to grow you in him. And so whether or not you're in those categories, God's using seasons with a purpose. Philippians 2.13 says, for it, is, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says this in that same passage, she hath made everything beautiful in his time. Everything beautiful in his time. Everything is beautiful in God's time. And in our time, uh, we may, may not understand how a particular event can be either purposeful or beautiful. Yet we can have faith that in God's time, it is. In Romans 8.28, it would say that we, and we know that all things work together for good to them that, are, that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Probably one of my favorite verses is that verse, but one thing that I learned at a young age is that when it says all things work together for good, it also says that not everything that is is going to be good. All things work together for good. So that means there's going to be some bad in your life, but yet all that bad is going to work for good. So therefore, we can have a right view of God and not think of God as someone who's always does good and showers everything with Skittles and it's all going to be okay, but that he's a real God, and yet sometimes we're going to enter into some difficult and tough seasons. So now that we know, we know that seasons are unpredictable and that seasons are purposeful, not random. Finally here this morning, the seasons of life are not permanent. The seasons of life are not permanent. Praise God for that. Some of you guys have gone through some tough seasons in your life, and in, that, in the midst of that tough season, you're like, man, is there ever going to be an end? Is there light at the end of the tunnel? And I'm here to tell you there is, because as seasons come and go, they change, and yet your season of life that you're in right now will end someday. See, if you're going through a joyful time, a joyful season of your life, don't take it for granted. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. But if you're going through a difficult season of life, understand that there is an end to the season. Just like our season, winter, spring, and summer, and fall come and go, so does the seasons of life. And yet Job's season of testing was also over. Man, what a relief he might have had, man. But yet God gave to him more than he had in the beginning. And yet God worked in him, and he, and he brought about faith and strong reliance upon him because it was a purposeful thing, and yet that season ended. Jonah's season ended. Joseph's season ended. These men of God, these guys, they went through some difficult things, but those seasons eventually ended. So whatever season you're facing, that season will come to an end. That season will come to an end. See, your present situation is not your final destination. Your present situation is not your final destination. What's our final destination? Does anybody know what our final destination is? It's heaven. It's glorification. It's to be forever with Jesus Christ, forever and ever for all of eternity, worshiping him. No suffering, no pain. That's, that's our final destination, but the present situation that you're in is not your final destination. So take hope, take heart, and believe 
that your season, yeah, it's going to end. But through it all, God is actually going to give you grace through it as well. See, we want to run away from seasons. You know, some of us may know people that actually leave when it's winter season here and go to a place where it's not winter season. They go and they go to a place that's warmer and hot and they escape the season that is to come. Guess what? You can't escape the season. You're not going to be be able to escape the season that God's going to bring into your life, but you can endure the season by his grace. So whatever season you're going through, whatever difficulty you might be facing, whatever toughness, whatever loneliness, whatever, any of those things that you're facing right now, God will give you grace to endure the season as you get to the other side. So take heart. And let me encourage you, if you're facing that type of season, that the hard season, God is working all things together for good. See, the seasons are graceful reminders that we need him. The seasons are purposeful uh, in the fact that God isn't just messing around with us and trying to, to fool us. He deeply cares about you, and he wants to refine you through these seasons of life. Understand this as well, that God gives grace in every season. While it is true that we live our lives out in seasons, and it is true that some seasons are harder than others, it is also true that God gives us grace for every season. In challenging times, the Lord gives us the grace to keep going. In good times, the Lord gives us the grace to accept every success humbly so that we don't cross over into pride. So no matter what season of life you are in right now, good or bad, up or down, easy or hard, God has graced you to make the most of it. Embrace God's grace and enjoy the season that you're in. It's not always easy, right? but you do have grace. God gives you grace to to embrace the season that you're in. 1 Peter 5.10 says this, But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, will make you perfect, established, strengthened, and settle in you. They're unpredictable, yet they're purposeful. And at at the end of the day, they're not permanent. But what should be permanent at the end of the day is that when God takes you through the seasons, he's going to establish you, strengthen you, make you perfect through those seasons. Finally, 2 Corinthians 12.9 says this, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Man, just think about the season the Apostle Paul would go through, having that thorn in the flesh. But yet the grace of God was there to help. The grace of God was there. It was sufficient yet it helped them through those difficult seasons. You might have a difficult season right now, tough season, a joyous season. Not every season's bad. There's some good seasons. You might have some season of transition. Your life might be different right now than it was a week ago, a month ago. And you don't know when the seasons will end, whether they begin or when they overlap. But here's some things we do know, that they're unpredictable, yet they're purposeful, and they're not permanent. And God gives grace within the seasons. And so, this morning, I hope something that was said was a help to you. And I don't know what the situation of your life is right now, but I'm praying that God will help you through your seasons. Embrace the season of life that you're in. And understand that there's grace. There's grace. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we've had to look at your word this morning. And Lord, whether or not we're going through a season right now, I know, Lord, you're bringing seasons into our lives. You're bringing things into our lives, either, Lord, to draw us back to you or to help us grow in you. 
And Lord, I pray for our people this morning. Lord, I don't know every situation or every circumstance right now that's happening in each individual's life, but I pray that no matter if it's good or it's bad, that God, they would embrace your grace for each season of life that they're going through right now. Lord, I pray that we as a people would be sensitive to others around us and, and Lord, be, be listeners and listen on purpose so that maybe we can be a, a help, Lord, even through the season of life that they're struggling in or, or going through. Or we can be a people, Lord, that also help those who are going through some good season, Lord, to increase joy that way. Father, I just pray that you'd help us to trust you, to have faith in you, to know that you're good, that you control all things, that you're sovereign. Help us to rest in that as we face the seasons of life that may come. Lord, we love you and we thank you. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen.